We've been sharing about the resurrection on Fridays in chapel, and we share again today from Matthew 28. Now after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel from the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, just as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead, and behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. There's an expression that we share whenever we preach about the resurrection, and it's one that Pastor Anderson has taught you. And the expression is, he is risen. But I want you to understand that expression a little differently than you ever have. Because we say he is risen indeed uh, with, well, with this expression that he has risen certainly, he has risen truly, he has risen absolutely. But I want you to understand that word indeed as two words. He is risen indeed. And I want you to understand that because there are a lot of things in our life that happen just in thought. You thought about starting a report more than a day before it was due. You thought about that this semester. You thought that this would be the semester that would be different. You would start the report three weeks ahead of time. You'd get your research out of the way. You'd actually write a rough draft. Uh, You'd edit it and you'd do all those things. You thought about it, but... Well, it never really happened. We're at the end of the semester. There are some of you who are scrambling to finish that report today because the prof is going to give you till midnight. Uh, You just got disillusioned. It was overwhelming. There was other stuff to do, and and it never got much past a thought. Maybe you've thought about doing a semester abroad. You have heard the tales of people who have uh, spent a semester in Italy or in England, and it it seems tremendous. They've had these great adventures that they will always remember, and and you want to have that experience. And so you've thought about it, you've read a little bit about it, you've processed it, but then, I don't know, it just seems like so much effort. Uh, You have to go through all the planning of that, and you've got to get some extra money to make it happen, and, well, it never goes beyond the thought. And there are other things in life that happen just in word. You say that you are going to do them. You promise your friend that you will be at their game. I mean, you haven't made it to one of the games all semester. You've been busy with your own activities, but you promised your friend you are going to be at one of their games, and it just doesn't happen. And it's not that you don't mean well. You had every intention of being there at a game, but, well, you just got discouraged by all the other stuff that was going on and the responsibilities you have and, and you just didn't make it. Or maybe you told your roommate that, well, that they were forgiven. Uh, that whatever it was between you is, is done. That it's been removed. But there's a part of you that still really holds a grudge against them. And you distance yourself from them. And you don't hang out with them as you once did. And you treat them differently. Because they messed up, even though you said they're forgiven. 
There are a lot of things in life that happen in thought and in word, but never in deed. Every time we read about the resurrection, there's, a, there's maybe a different part uh, that is meaningful for us. That's definitely my experience. And, and the part that's meaningful for me as I read Matthew 28 through this Easter uh, is that part that says, he is risen just as he said. Jesus didn't just think about it. He didn't just think, man, that would be great uh, to find a way to to save these people, these people who have uh, sinned and distanced themselves from me, these people who think they know better than I do. It would be great to be able to forgive them and hang out with them and spend eternity with them. And and Jesus didn't just talk about it. He didn't just say that, you know, I'm going to come down there and, well, find a way to save you. I'm going to make my way down there and I'm going to hang on a cross and I'm going to endure a punishment for your sins so that you can be forgiven. That would be great. Jesus didn't just think that stuff and say that stuff and then become disillusioned because our sin was so great and we were so unappealing that he really ended up not wanting to have anything to do with us. He didn't become discouraged uh, even though the disciples did not want to see him suffer on the cross and, and insisted that that not happen to him. Jesus is not just our Savior in thought and in word, but in deed. He actually did it. He actually was not bogged down by the disillusionment, was not overcome by discouragement, and because of it, we don't have disappointment. He did it. He actually lived and died and rose again so that no matter what, we have failed to do, no matter what our shortcomings, no matter what our sins, they are removed. We are his in deed. When I was preparing to graduate from Concordia, one of the best relationships I had was with my grandfather. My grandpa and I had always been close. He was a dynamic personality. He was one of these guys that would walk into a store and everybody who worked there would shout his name. Uh, He knew everybody in town and was gregarious and and was the kind of guy who always just seemed to to love people and want to hang out with them. And that included me. And so my grandpa and I did so many different things together, and, and my grandpa was really excited that I was having a great experience in college, and that I was going to graduate, and I was preparing to become a pastor, and, and my grandpa said to me, I'm going to be there. You know, when you graduate college, I'm going to be there. And when you get started at the seminary, I'm going to be there, and I couldn't be more proud of you and more excited of the things that God is doing in your life. And as I was, I was getting ready to to graduate from Concordia, uh, my grandfather was hanging out at home. Uh, he was doing work around the house, and uh, he had dinner one night, sat down in his chair, watched Jeopardy as he did every night, had a heart attack, and died. We have a lot of humor in our family about everything, uh, and that includes death. Uh, and so the humor in our family was that must have been a tough final Jeopardy question, because uh, grandpa did not make it through. <clears throat> But there was a part of me that was, well, there was part of me that was really hurt. Uh, Because I know my grandpa wanted to be at my graduation in thought, and he wanted to be there in word, but he wasn't going to be there in deed. And the thought may be that, well, there's nothing he could do about it. He had a heart attack. He died. 
Uh, that's not something that uh, he really is able to deal with on his own. You really ought not be upset with him. And yet, we all have those experiences. We have those experiences in which we find ourselves a little disillusioned and discouraged because not only do we do things in thought and in word that don't turn into indeed, but other people in our lives do. Uh, there are thoughts that people have had about reaching out to us or giving us a hand and it never seemed to materialize. There are promises that people have made to you and they just haven't followed through. And we are, we are hurt when it doesn't turn into indeed. And maybe they have good reasons, and maybe they have become disillusioned, and perhaps they have been discouraged. Maybe there were things they just couldn't deal with on their own, and yet we still deal with the hurt. And that was my experience until I heard this resurrection message again when I was about to graduate. He has risen just as he said. And it reminded me that it was not about what my grandfather was not able to do. It was not that he wouldn't be at my graduation. It wasn't that he wasn't able to keep his word. It was about, well, it was about a savior who did. Uh, my grandpa hadn't always believed. He came to faith later in life. Uh, Jesus grabbed hold of him as he desires to do with each and every one of us. My grandfather believed in the life and death and resurrection of Jesus. And that night, as he sat in his chair and watched Final Jeopardy, he went to heaven because he didn't just have a Savior who thought about him or talked about him. He had a Savior that died for him. He had a Savior that actually did something that made a difference in his life. And even though my grandfather may not have been able to overcome death, he had a Savior who did. There are all kinds of things that may stop us, but absolutely nothing that will stop him. And that is the testimony of the resurrection. That if Jesus can rise from the dead, there is nothing he has thought of for you, nothing he has spoken for you that he will not do. He will absolutely forgive your sins and he will definitely answer your prayers and he will take you to be with him because he is not just risen in thought and he is not just risen in word. He is risen in deed. And that's so different from what our experience may be. As we wrap up this year and as we mark the accomplishments and the things that have been done throughout this academic year, the reality is there are some that have not. There are things that you just didn't get around to. There is some stuff that didn't happen the way you wanted. There are promises that have not been kept. And yet the testimony of this academic year is that no matter what we may have not done, Jesus has done everything that we needed. He has forgiven you this year. He's drawn you closer to him this year. He's revealed himself to you this year. He's reminded you that you are saved this year. He's assured you that he has a plan for your life this year. And all those other things that happened in thought or in word do not compare to what he has done in deed. And so I say to you again, he is risen. It's risen indeed. Hallelujah. Amen.